Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Jisclair here with Coach Brian Colley. We hope everybody is enjoying their Tuesday as much as we are. We've got a fun show coming your way in the next segment of the show. We're making a trip out to the reservation, and we've got Andrew Cayouette who will be joining us on the line. His team plays a big one uh, today. They'll be taking on Thibodeau. Big game to try to get back up on the horse. They're traveling to the jungle, taking on the Thibodeau Tigers. Andrew Kiwet will be joining us in the next segment to talk about his team. Then we'll talk about some things happening in the world of sports at noon, which will lead to 12-15 when we will have Nichols men's basketball coach, Coach Tavon Sadler, on the line. His Colonels got a big-time win over Northwestern last night. Um, if, you, if you haven't seen Nichols play, um, just go on Twitter follow the Nichols men's basketball team and go look at some of the plays that the team made last night. They had the number four play on sports center top 10, a vicious slam dunk from Jamal West in traffic, um, block shots, contested three point. Like they're so damn exciting. They get a big win. They're now seven and two in conference play. Just one game back of McNeese. We don't have any local scores to tell you, but we do have some scores of interest to tell you from last night. Last night was not a good night for the Lady Tarpons basketball team. Remember, we said they got to win tonight. They got to get a bunch of help. They didn't get any help. Um, They needed Central of Baton Rouge to lose. Central of Baton Rouge beat Dunham 57-40. to And Dunham a 21-16. So Central of Baton Rouge catapulted. They've now jumped South Lafourche in the power ratings. They needed East St. John to lose. East St. John beat East Iberville 50-42. to It was a 20-18. and 18. So two teams that you need to lose get not just wins, huge wins. It, uh, they're, they're drawing dead. It's going to be really, really tough for South Lafouche girls to make the postseason. You're just not getting anything by beating Morgan City tonight. You needed some help. You had a good opportunity last night to get help. Two teams facing 20-plus win opponents, and they both won. Um, So, yeah, really tough night for the Lady Tarpons last night. We did have one local score. Lutcher gets a 49-15 win over Ellender in girls basketball. Uh, Let's see. Berwick played Donaldsonville. Excuse me. Donaldsonville gets a 32-31 win over Berwick. How about Berwick, man? They are an 18-win team. Don't even know if they're going to go to the playoffs because of the way that they scheduled. And last night, that was Donaldsonville's first win of the season. So Donaldsonville gets a victory over Berwick last night and, um, you know, builds a little late season momentum. Uh, Tonight, we've got a bunch of matchups, a lot of boy-girl doubleheaders. Boy, I'm going to butcher this. Grand Isle is going to be traveling to play Lycée (laughs) Francais de la Nouvelle-Orléans, according to Buddy Miller. Uh, yeah, they're traveling out there. I would assume the school plays in France. Grand Isle getting on a plane. and No, they play in New <laughs> Orleans. Um, Grand Isle making a trip to the city, taking on, I'm not saying that school again, but uh, playing that road game out there. Boy-girl doubleheader. Central Lafouche, East St. John. Big game for Coach Gage and his team. They're going to reserve. Ginormous game for Central Lafouche today. They have a chance to improve their playoff positioning. Or they have a chance to be even deeper in the bubble than they are right now. Central Lafouche has dropped to 27. There are some teams right on their tail, nipping at their heels. Ginormous game tonight for the Trojans if they want to try to make the playoffs. 
making the road trip out to reserve. Big, 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 big game tonight. Look how tight that race is going to be for that 28 spot. From, what, maybe 25 to 30? Yep. You it, win tonight, you're going to move goodness. up several spots. Yes. It is um, going to be very congested, which makes you wonder why the hell we don't just put 32 teams in. But I guess that's another argument for another day. Uh, we have HL Bourgeois, as we said a second ago, will be traveling boy-girl doubleheader to play Thibodeau. Kind of a trap game for Bourgeois, right? Thibodeau has been struggling. You know they're going to defend their home floor proudly. Um, we'll talk to Andrew in the next segment about how they avoid that trap. Hanville <clears throat> is not playing a district game today, but they are playing Country Day on the road. A big test for Hanville, trying to stay hot, trying to keep some momentum and make some things happen. We have, um, I missed this one, Destrahan will be hosting Terrebonne today in a boy-girl doubleheader. Absolute must-win for the Terrebonne boys. You have to have it um, against a one-win Destrahan team. In our local district, boy-girl doubleheader, Ellender traveling to Napoleonville to take on Assumption. It's an Ellender team who, on the boys' side, still fighting for their playoff lives. The last time we saw them play, they struggled past South Terrebonne. Cornell, y'all better show up ready to play. Assumption has gotten better. Ellender has to have that one if they want to make the postseason. You can't lose to a one-win team. Big game for the Patriots if they want to try to stay alive tonight. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And what are you playing at, Assumption? Napoleonville. Ooh, tough place to play. Uh, yeah, Coach Scott's going to have to have his team ready to go. and Because next week, you got a big one against the Tarpons coming up. Yep. South Lafouche, we're making the trip to Morgan City today, going out to St. Mary, 6 o'clock for the girls, 7.15-ish for the boys, uh, going out to St. Mary. The Tarpons will be favored in both games. But crazy things to happen in Morgan City, man. Who knows what's going to happen there. South Terrebonne, God bless you. You got two tough ones today. Your boys and your girls are going to be taking on Vanderbilt Catholic. You are huge underdogs in both of those games against Terrier teams that are coming in red hot. We mentioned the stat yesterday. In the last two district games, Vanderbilt girls have allowed 11 points combined. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> how do they stay? How do they try to stay hot? I mean, look, they're facing competition that's not playoff competition right now. How do they stay sharp through that? Look, you got to go do what you got to do. And uh, don't feel sorry for teams because they're trying to come up and get you. You, you got to play. Uh, if it takes you to to go out and press and get your your kids uh, energized, then you got to do it and not worry about your opponent. And at the end of the first quarter, second quarter, see where you where you stand. But all out, you can't sit back and oh, I'm gonna play these people instead and mix them. You got to get some momentum, get heading into the playoffs. You got to do what's right for you. Quick programming note, and we thank Brandon Brown uh, for this. Terrebonne, even though it's listed on the LHSA website as as a road game today, they switched the home and away dates for their district matchups. Terrebonne is hosting Destrahan tonight. Thanks so much to Brandon for passing that along. Terrebonne at home tonight against Destrahan, trying to uh, build some momentum in a, in a must-win there. E.D. White, <clears throat> excuse me, boy-girl doubleheader, will be hosting Donaldsonville. E.D. White has gotten hot. Donaldsonville's really good. That'll be an interesting one for Coach Keefe on the boys' side. On the girls' side, we don't expect Coach Snack and them to have any issues against a one-win Donaldsonville team. But a good opportunity for Coach Keefe's team to try to stay hot after getting a win against Patterson a couple nights ago. Um, speaking of Patterson, they're traveling to take on St. James' boy-girl doubleheader. 
Homa Christian School is hosting Cohen tonight in a district matchup. And let's see, we've got Central Catholic hosting White Castle and CCA traveling to take on Highland Baptist. Um, so those are the matchups in our area tonight. But Padna, uh, last night you guys had a really good one, and I know you got something that you want to share with us. So go ahead. Who let the dogs out? Congratulations to the LCO girls basketball team. Back to back to back. Parish championships. The boys also get a win over Golden Medal and finish as parish runners up. Coach Kale, back to back to back. That is unbelievable. You win three in a row. You were a middle school coach for a long time. Did you ever win three in a row? Man, I I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I, I no clue. That's a great accomplishment. I'm sure. The- I, I guarantee it's very possible. Yeah. Because, I know you guys used to be really good. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> but uh, I, man, look I, honestly, I, I know we had some great teams, and I'm sure Coach Polkett can go out and look on that, that board that they have. He can look real quick and see. So congratulations but, uh, to the to Coach Shields, and then also to Coach Polkett, because man, we can't forget about them. You finish as the runners up, and the only loss that you have is to the Parish Champions. Great work from them, and then also. We got to remind everybody that Thibodeau Middle School is the boys' basketball parish champions. Congratulations to Jeremiah Gray and his team for making it happen. Then on the girls' side, it was um, Thibodeau Middle who finished as the runners-up. So how about that? That game that we did on the radio between LCO and Thibodeau Middle School decided both parish championships, and we didn't even realize it. And look, last night's game, uh, well played. Great sportsmanship from both teams. Uh, great atmosphere. The tank was packed. Uh, honestly, the better teams won, but man, look, Golden Meta came out and had some great game plans. And uh, in the first quarter, it was tight. It was a shoot. The boys' game halftime. I think LCO was up six, and they just ran out of gas. And uh, better teams won, no doubt. But uh, man, some well played games and. South LaFouche is going to be getting some talent in the next couple of years. Damien said on the Golden Meadows side, he said, man, like, I was so proud of the kids that just don't have enough of them. He just said it just doesn't have enough depth right now. Uh, watching it, is that kind of the story of the game? Yeah, I mean, they they, they hung around. They made some shots early. Uh, LCO was a, a little – the boys' game a little, and the girls' game a little sluggish in the fourth quarter. I think the, the bigger court may have had something to do with it a little, but when they settled down uh, – LCO just has a little bit too much firepower. I mean, the, the Smith guy on the inside for the Bulldogs, offensive rebound. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and I think for Golden Matter, uh, is it a KK Orman? Came off the bench, g- gave them some great minutes for the boys. And uh, you, Billy, I, you get out of Billy, I just hard play. Uh, the guards I, I, for LCO, I was impressed with the Nelson kid, uh, the Cantrell, Hunter. They just play so darn hard. Uh, Gidry, Kai Gidry, that's another. He doesn't get talked about a whole bunch because you got Jaden Smith on the inside, but Kai Gidry does a, a great job on the inside. The board's a tough kid. And it's just all around some some great play from both teams. And, uh, again, I was impressed with the LCO girls, the way they moved the basketball. Uh, Golden Meta had a couple of injuries during that girls game, which hurt them a good bit, which allowed you know LCO to, to – get the, the margin of victory. But, again, well-played game. Uh, 
administrations from both teams have to be very, very pleased uh, with the uh, the results of their programs this year in basketball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, we um, don't want to forget about our friends in Terrebonne Parish, Homa Junior High, winning Parish championships there. Mean machine, especially on the girls' side. My goodness, their girls are ridiculous. They finished the season 26-0. and 0. So congratulations to all of our middle school teams. And you know what's crazy? Um, track tryouts start today. <laughs> you yeah. don't have any time off. Track tryouts start today. Uh, and, and now we move into another season. Let's catch a break when we get back. Going to HL Bourgeois, making a trip to the reservation. And Andrew Kiowet will be on the line talking about his team's matchup with Thibodeau. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Ashley Otan with Bless Your Heart Nonprofit. Please join us for Talk on the Bayou the second Wednesday of every month. Our mission is to enrich lives and inspire hope by addressing social, educational, and financial needs to support our great community. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Three T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive-through. No appointment necessary. Three T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call seven nine eight seven four zero one. Proud supporter of South Lafourche Sports. Three T Oil Change says, "Go Tarpons." Looking for a deal? Well, Golden Motors has the deals for you. The hottest SUV on the market is in stock and coming. The 2024 36 MPG Chevy Trax. Come see them at Golden, and you will be amazed at the room and comfort of this unique, eye-appealing, and affordable SUV. Golden Motors. Price is priority. Chevy together. Let's drive. And welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just there here with Coach Brian Collar. We go to our first call-in guest of the show. That would be HL Bourgeois Boys basketball coach, Coach Andrew Kiwet, who's on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How we doing? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, you guys have a road matchup with Thibodeau today, trying to get back up on the horse after getting your first district loss against East St. John. If I had to guess, the kids are chomping at the bit and are ready to roll tonight. Yeah, we're we're ready. Um no doubt about it. We had a, we ended up we since we played Thursday, we gave them we did a little light stretch and workout on the Friday, and we had a good finally had a good practice on Saturday. We haven't had a good practice in forever because we've been playing every two days. Uh, so we did that, gave them off Sunday, and had a had a good little light workout yesterday. Uh, so I think we're ready. Um, you know, hopefully we go in there and we get a win. Hopefully, you know, is the hope is that you don't have to burn your starters out a whole lot, you know. And I mean, the thing is, I mean, Thibodeau's, Thibodeau's got some some talent, and they got a lot of young talent now. 
And uh, so we're going to have to play well. Uh, you know, we were up 20, low 20s most of the game over here, and then we let them come back in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that's the first thing that they're going to hear is a Coach Clark team is not going to quit. So we have to play the entire game. And hopefully by mixing some kids in throughout the game, we'll, we'll play a little more solid throughout. Haven't spoken with you since you guys made the trip to reserve. They got you by 10. Tell us about that game a little bit. What were some of the things that caused that one to flip in their direction? Other than playing bad offense and bad defense, we played really good. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, we we just we, – we had no – I don't know what word I'm looking for, but no consistency in our half court offense. Uh, we were just, we were very, very, um, very, very uh, just bad. And, uh, you know, the shots we usually knock down that bail us out when we're not running good sets, uh, you know, then we just, we weren't hitting anything. And, and defensively, I thought we did a, a pretty decent job at the beginning. And I mean, it was a close game until halftime, and uh, they just—they got some kids that are special scoring the basketball, and we're in their face to 25 feet, and you know they nailing shots in our face. Uh, so I mean, I think I think they shot the ball as well as they could shoot, and we shot the ball probably as bad as we could shoot. Um, so, so when I say we played really bad, I just I think that's the difference in the game. Yeah, look, you mentioned you have a little bit of extra time in between. You know, the Thursday game gives you that chance to get that Saturday practice. Was it you know a little more important to have that little extended break to kind of refocus and reset and get that time to get back in the lab with the kids a little bit? Yeah, look, I'm going to tell you, and I think I learned a lesson because we've never had as many Tuesday-Thursday games as this. And, and look, I think the killer was is that we've had back-to-back Tuesday-Thursday weeks but remember, we had before that we had a Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday week, and I mean, we just we haven't gotten our legs under us in about three weeks, and uh, I've kind of decided to trim, uh, you know, the the sub varsity stuff up, and uh, and I, I, we're playing our last freshman game tomorrow. We've already played our last JV game tomorrow, so I knocked a couple of games off just because. I think those kids that play varsity for us, you know, and playing down to JV, I need to conserve as much legs as I can right now. And, look, I think if we can get through this week, and then we'll be fine because we're fortunate enough to have the bye on the Mardi Gras day, which is which is a huge thing for us, just, just from getting our legs back and just from not having to deal with Mardi Gras. And, uh, and we don't play again after Thursday until next Friday. So I think if we can get through this week, we'll be just fine. You know, I'm not asking you to overlook Thibodeau, but that's going to be a challenge. Thursday, just tell us about Hanville a little bit. Because, look, it's a team we see their results, but we don't see them play a whole lot because they're on the outskirts of the area. You beat them at their place in a thriller. Tell us about them. What are some things that make them the very challenging opponent that they are? Well, they, they've got tremendous size. I mean, they have – they have two guards that are like six three, six four. They got a strong point guard who's who's probably close to six foot, but he just plays so athletic. And I mean the the, the six three, six four wing player is, is the best player in our district. Uh, I mean he's he's phenomenal. He he plays above the rim like a lot of our kids do, 
but I mean, he's a pure shooter. He can just knock down any three he shoots, it seems. Shoots the mid-range well, obviously attacks the rim well, handles the ball really well. So to me, he's a, he's a bigger, stronger version of our Chris Coleman because Chris can do anything for us, but at 6'1", he's not going to get the same things accomplished as a 6'3", 6'4", big, strong kid. Coach, you guys are sitting in a good spot right now in the district championship chase, still control your own destiny. In a di- Look, I know coaches often say, oh, you know, districts don't matter, blah, blah, blah. But in a district that's as competitive as yours, when it gets this close, I'm sure the guys are pushing hard to go try to win the doggone thing, right? Well, we're trying to push for it as a coaching staff. And I think, I think it's, a, it's a strong mental thing from where we've been the last few years and not been real successful to, to establish that we belong with the upper echelon. And uh, I think we're here to stay for a while now. And uh, I, I think it's very important. And, right, it doesn't do anything for you, but you win these last three games and that helps your PowerPoints. Uh, I mean, so it's, it's the whole game and the whole thing is all about PowerPoints. I wish, I wish we could get back to either playing all together or uh, if you're going to do it, and I don't think this could ever happen, but have separate select and non-select districts because that's the whole problem. You can't give – what if Vanderbilt wins the, the 4A district? you got a private school winning it, so the public school – maybe that finishes tied with them or one game behind gets no credit for it. So so when you're in a purely public school district like ours, it, it kind of stinks that you're not getting that extra PowerPoint for finishing first. To me, that's what it needs to get back to. And if, you know, and I'm a proponent of, of putting it all back together myself, but if you come back together, then you can have things like that. Coach, you mentioned this just a second ago, and and to me, just schematically, it feels like a huge advantage. Next week and over the weekend, everybody's going to be juggling. Okay, do you play on Mardi Gras night? Do you play on Lundi Gras? Do you play before the parade? Do you play, you know, are you off of the parade route? Do you play Wednesday? You guys don't have to worry about any of that crap. You're not playing until the following Friday. You're probably going to give the kids a little bit of time to enjoy themselves and relax. To me, that feels like a big old advantage for your team. Oh, I think it is. I think it's huge. Look, and I've, I've done Mardi Gras during district play, during playoffs, and you could play on the Monday, you could play on the Wednesday. I played on Mardi Gras night when I thought I had an advantage playing somebody from New Orleans that was in the Mardi Gras thing. I think I did them a favor getting them the hell out of there because they came in and spanked us. But, uh, but you're right. I mean, we're going to practice. We're going to give them off the weekend. Uh, we'll have a light workout on the Friday. We'll give them off the weekend. We'll practice at Monday around noon. And then we'll give them off Tuesday. And then we'll come and have a good hard practice on Wednesday and then have a light workout Thursday. So, right. I mean, it, it gets you back to almost a normal routine with them. There we go. Coach, thanks so much for the time, man. Uh, have a good week. We look forward to seeing you guys on Thursday, bro. Okay. See you later. Yep. That is Coach Kaiwet. They've got a big week. And look, man, you know this. You you coach people. Y'all are routine-driven. For them to not even have to deal with the schedule changes and no Monday game or playing Monday at 3 or playing Mardi Gras night after the parade, they don't even have to deal with it. That, to me, presents them with an advantage at the back end of the season. They don't have to worry about any of that crap. It's okay. Let's play Hanville on Thursday. Then we don't play another game for eight days after all of this madness when we play Central Lafouche. It makes a difference. Uh, 
a big difference. And uh, when you don't have to worry about the scheduling, uh, with if you have to travel a bus, can you get to the gym with the traffic? Or uh, if even you're at home, can the, the, the Pulsar team get to you on time? And it's just a mess where, uh, and again, you think about this as fans. You don't want to put your fans uh, in a in a mess over there in Mardi Gras traffic. And God knows, even after a parade, the people driving around that may have been drinking and stuff like that, you, it's something you don't even have to worry about any of that. That is a huge advantage. But looking at the schedule, Santa Mont is right behind Bourgeois. Mm-hmm. Santa Mont has five games left. Mm-hmm. The Braves have three. So uh, we just wonder if those extra games, if Santa Mont can win them, uh, if they might be able to jump Bourgeois. You said the key word, if they win them, is they got one at Walker that's going to be tough tonight. Live Oak 15 wins at Denham Springs. Obviously, if they beat all those tough teams, it'll give them a leg up. But you got to take care of business and now, make it happen. But look, Santa Mont's 22 and 6 on the year. So, uh, man, they could, uh, they might be able to jump them. And and, and and why does that matter? Okay, well, Bourgeois is eight. If Santa Mont jumps them, guess what? In round two, Bourgeois would be going to Santa Mont as opposed to Santa Mont going to Bourgeois. That's a huge difference, man. The reservation rocking versus that gold dome where we went yeah. last year, that's a big difference. Um, so, yeah, that's something to pay attention to. I don't know that the Braves, unless if they would have a hiccup, I don't know if they would slide farther than that. But, yeah, that Santa Mont's right on their heels yeah, trying and, to buy and it. And look, uh, now, Bourgeois can jump Central of Baton Rouge. So if, if that would happen, might put them back down to eight maybe. If uh, So that, that, that race right there is going to be something to watch. Central of Baton Rouge, Catholic, uh, Who's ten and eleven? Zachary twenty one and four. Woodlawn, and Liberty. So yeah, uh, there's a chance Bourgeois can go ahead and jump, and and uh, and still remain at that eight spot. We'll see. Uh, we're chasing the numbers here. We got a lot of local teams. Honville's in the mix. They're twelfth. East St. John's fourteenth. Terrebonne sitting at twenty two after that big uh, win last week. Central Lafouche right on the bubble. They absolutely positively have to beat East St. John tonight to stay where they are. We've got a lot of local teams that are on the bubble. Division two, Ellender on the bubble. They're sitting at 30th right now. But with literally just like one win, they could catapult themselves back to number 28 because they're right there. Lutcher sitting good at 20th in Division two. E.D. White in Division two select was on the bubble, but they have added some cushion. They're still 24th, but they've got a more than two PowerPoint advantage over 25. So they're sitting in a good spot right now. Uh, we've got some teams that still have a ton to play for coming down the stretch, and it's going to be a very fun ending to the regular season. We told Andrew at the end of the interview there, we said, Coach, we'll see you Thursday. Well, that's because we're going to the reservation on Thursday. It's our ESPN game of the week. We're going to be at HL Bourgeois and Hanville. Cannot wait. That is going to be a whole lot of fun and a game that could very well decide the district championship in our local 5A district. That's going to be super fun. Expecting a wild crowd at HL. That's going to be a great ball game. Well, and you're looking at Ellender. They got assumption tonight. That's a must win. You yep. lose to one and 19 team. You dropping. Then you got to go to Vanderbilt. You're not going to lose much. But then your next two, 
You have to beat, and they're both at home for Ellender. You have to beat South Lafourche and Lutcher. At Monday at like 3 o'clock. Such a weird yep. time. The kids are going to want to be at the parade. The parents of the kids are going to want to be at the parade. And, oh, yeah, if you don't win, you're not going to the playoffs. That's where H.L. Bourgeois gets yes. an advantage of. They don't have to deal with any of that crap. That is uh, very, very interesting indeed. Let's catch a break when we get back. Our friends at McNeese State University have done some very interesting things. We'll tell you about what they did overnight it's play-by-play, and at 12-15, we've got Coach Tavon Sadler fresh off of Nichols' win over Northwestern State. We'll be right back after this. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community, resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, what would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law, and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem, and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-398-7414. That's 800-398-7414. I'm like the water when you sip rolling that night. The greatest musician in the world. Right? No. You're not all the way on board yet? No. Uh, Taylor Swift is uh, is big time. I don't know that she's the greatest musician in the world. I'm being sarcastic there. But of course you are. We have some big news in the Southland Conference. And actually, it's news that is 
developing like literally as we speak because McNeese right now is holding a press conference to announce that Will Wade has received a five-year contract extension to remain in Lake Charles. Now, I say remain in Lake Charles in air quotes. There ain't no guarantee he's going to be there the next five years. But they have upped his annual salary to $700,000 per year, which that's big-time stuff for the Southland Conference. He's going to be far and away the highest-paid men's basketball coach in the Southland Conference. He would probably be the highest-paid football coach in the Southland Conference with that type of deal. Um, Heath Scheuer, the athletic director of McNeese, said, and I quote, I made Will a promise one year ago. If Coach Wade made us relevant again, I would rip up his first contract and I would give him a new one. Today is now that day. So, Will Wade gets a big money deal. And a lot of folks are thinking to themselves, well, this is McNeese. McNeese is a Southland school. How could they, how could they afford to do this? Well, A, they've gotten a lot of financial backing in the last few years. I don't know if any of y'all in Southeast Louisiana have been to Lake Charles in the last five, six years. It has grown. That, that place is a city now. Um, that place is a city now. That's the first thing. And the second thing is they backed themselves up because in the fine print, listen to this. The buyout for him to leave will be $1.25 million after this year and then $1 million after every other season after that. So basically what's going to be happening is this. McNeese is going to get one of two things. They're either going to get Will Wade for the next four or five years, at which case they're going to be at the top of the Southland every year because we're seeing it right now. They're 9-1 and one in the league. They're 20-3 and three overall. He's doing a wonderful job. Or someone's going to drop a million dollars out of the sky and go get him, in which case McNeese is going to have a crap ton of money to get somebody else to replace him. Amazing deal for McNeese. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. You're paying way more than everybody else, but you've got a life insurance policy at the back end, which is that, hey, if somebody takes him from us, they're writing us a seven-figure check so that we could be okay financially in the future. This is a no-brainer. This is creative the way that they've done this, and this is a very, very good move for the Cowboys. Good on them. They got creative, thought outside of the box. And it looks like, I wouldn't think Will Wade would leave at the end of this season after doing this. It looks like they're going to get at least one more year of him there. Um, good move for the Cowboys, man. Look, at as a Nichols fan and guy who does some work for Nichols, this is not great news for them, but good on them. They, they make it happen. He gets a big old uh, contract extension, and McNeese also covers their behind on the back end of it. Yeah, and, and McNeese doesn't have to pay the next coach a million. They can use that to help pay some assistance. They get quality assistance in there also. So I, I, I think it's a great move. And uh, it's funny how uh, Will Wade has come full circle because it looks like McNeese has made him a strong-ass offer. <laughs> yes, yes. Just like he made a strong-ass yes. offer to a recruit. Yes, I think now so. Now it comes full circle. Isn't it ironic is that Michigan was – trying to make Harbaugh the highest-paid college football coach in America. Um, and he ended up, we know, went going to the Los Angeles Chargers. But Harbaugh was suspended for most of the year. Will Wade was suspended for the first 10 games of this season based on some punishment handed down from his time at LSU. And now he's getting this big um, 
you know, extension and everything here at McNeese, we don't really care much about what the NCAA thinks anymore, do we? Like, I feel like these back in the day, I feel like the schools feared the NCAA's wrath. The schools don't care anymore. No. They have lost their power. They are just a toothless organization at this point. It's sad. You break the, uh, the rules, you, you cheat, and you get more money. <laughs> Which makes you – you know, If you're a young coach that's struggling while doing it honest, it's going to make you say, well, why am I not doing yeah. what they're doing? Um, the Even co- if you get caught, I mean, it, they're getting caught and – the Colonels got a big one last night, y'all. I, I say it all the time, man, and I, it's going to sound like a broken record. Y'all are going to get tired of hearing me say it. And we got uh, Sadler on in the next segment to talk about it, and Turtle's going to talk about it with us tomorrow as well. Nichols has been on a run for the last ah, four or five years where they've been pretty strong every year. This is the best team that they've had in that run. couple years ago, they had a really strong team that won the regular season South and Conference title, but they were so dependent on one player, Ty Gordon, to where if Ty had a bad night, they lost. Last year, had a really strong team, didn't have enough perimeter shooting, and you know the offense kind of struggled, didn't have great guard play. Right now, this Nichols team has shooting. They have rim protection. They've got three of the four top four guys in block shots in the Southland Conference on their team. So you just can't go in the lane as they block everything. They've got guard play, and they could hit you in so many different directions. Last night, they had four guys in double figures. They've got one starter who's out injured right now who would be in double figures if he was available. Coach, you know this. You coach for a long time. It's easy to coach. I say easy. It's easier to coach against a team that has one guy that scores 40 and everybody else who scores zero than it is to face a team where everybody's scoring 15, and that's what Nichols is doing right now. Everybody's scoring 15. I don't know how you game plan against these guys, but if you try to take West away on the inside, then Smith buries you, and you know Ireland buries you. If you try to take the three-point line away, then they go inside, and West gets going, and Caressi gets going. They have such versatility. They are a nightmare matchup. I don't know if they'll win the league. McNeese is incredible, but they are a very, very strong program, and they're all juniors, so next year they'll be even better. This is a tough team to match up against right now. And look, it's crazy where you're going to make a comment or statement that you don't know if they're going to win the league. Going back, we talk about this all the time, going back to the beginning of the season, there's no way uh, three months ago you're saying – on February 6th, I'm going to be making a statement. Oh, I would have thought they would have been firmly in the middle. Yeah, I, it's amazing the job they're doing at Nichols. And, uh, look, you got to have some dudes. There's no doubt. But you got to have a guy in charge that's going to get the culture right, that's going to get the community involved, uh, the whole nine yards that they, they're doing right now. And it's tremendous to see. And, again, it's just the beginning. Coach, isn't it crazy how much college sports have changed? Because, look, we mentioned last night, okay, Nichols played, and they were without their top seven leading scorers from last year. And I recite that stat all the time because I think it's super impressive. They were facing a Northwestern State team who only has one player total back from their roster last year. They had a, a, a head coach last year that went and got the job at Austin P and took the whole roster with them. 
They have one returning player on their entire roster, and it feels like every Saturday and Monday when I'm doing these Southland games, I'm looking up and down, and everybody's the same. Transfer, 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 transfer. No one has any continuity from year to year. It's unbelievable how much the sport has changed. We talk about it from the LSU and Alabama perspective, but that's where the portal gets the most headlines. It's impacting the hell out of the Southland, too. All of these teams have all new rosters every single year. And man, is that that's not good for the sport? Northwestern State returned uh, one guy off of last year. One out of fifteen. They lost fourteen players. And the trend's gonna continue. I mean, you see it getting any better? Sure don't. <laughs> that's that's gonna keep happening. And when uh they can make money doing it, they're gone. Yeah, no doubt. No reason to stay. They they're gone. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, Coach Tavon Sadler will be joining us talking about the Colonel's latest victory. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and 18 stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. I love playing sports, especially for my school. And that's because school sports are special. It's where it's safe to fail. It's where we're taught resilience, where our fear becomes confidence. It's where we learn to get back up after every fall. School sports are where 7.8 million students go from I can't to I can. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Hey. Hey. You all right? I don't know. Lately, I've been feeling kind of off. Might be because you've been vaping so much. What do you mean? You know how when dirt gets in the engine oil, it throws everything off? Yeah. The nicotine in vapes is like that. It's not meant to be in your body. It throws off your natural brain chemicals, which could make you feel jumpy, anxious, or even sad. So like that engine with the bad oil, your brain ain't running right. It ain't right. Keep your body running tobacco-free. Learn more at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by Louisiana Department of Justice. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here with Coach Brian Colley, and we go to the phone lines, and we have Nichols men's basketball coach, Coach Tavon Sadler, on the line less than 24 hours after his team got a 73 to 66 win over Northwestern State, improving the 7 and 2 in Southland Conference play. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing great, man. Doing great. It was a good night for the Colonels last night. Was honored to be uh, one half of the call on ESPN Plus. Your guys played well. Overcame a little bit of a shaky start offensively in the first half. Pulled away in the second half, and another win for the Colonels, man. Got to be super proud. 
Yeah, man, I thought I thought that first half, like you just said, um, they came out they came out smoking hot last night. Cliff Davis, he did a heck of a job. Um, he made five or seven in the first half. We did a bad job just knowing our personnel. Cliff hasn't been playing well lately, um, but we knew coming into it he he could get really hot. Um, we did a bad job just losing him in the first half, and that kind of got them going and. They were able to get a little momentum, but I was just proud of our guys by the way we responded. We didn't play well in the first half by no means, but to be able to go into the half 35-35, it was a tell that I knew we would be okay in the second half. Coach, you're without Rob Brown right now, who's who's fighting an ankle injury, and, and Mike Gray has stepped into the starting lineup and has played tremendous. 17 points last night. He's guarding some of their better perimeter players. He's getting steals. He's getting rebounds, diving on the floor. He was one of the unsung heroes last night, man. Stepped up big. Man, I think I think Mike, man, Mike has a really professional like mindset and approach. Um, came from an A10 school. Uh, came from a, a good friend of mine, Kim English, who's now at Providence. And Mike hasn't been playing as much. Um, but by, by the way, Mike practices and his everyday approach, you won't be able to tell. You know, Mike comes in every day. He's the first one in the gym. Always gets his treatment. Um, and I tell, it's like I tell every guy, like you just never know when your numbers call. Mike stayed ready, and I'm just proud that the work's paying off for him. Coach, they often say that basketball is now becoming a positionless sport, and you guys got a lot of those guys that are like hybrids. They could play inside. They could play out. They could make shots from deep. They could go in the paint. Like, you guys are so doggone versatile, and I think it makes you a tough matchup. I mean, guys like West and Smith, they could do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, I think we recruit we recruit so that we're all, so we're all interchangeable. I think that's just the way the game is going now. It's just like you said. I think by us being so interchangeable, it makes us hard to scout. I, I want to say we got four guys who average double figures in the conference. I want to say four. I don't have my paperwork in front of me. We have about four guys who average double figures. But, like, the way we play, it makes us unique, and it makes us a hard scout. You know, when you play when you play selfish basketball, you just never know whose night it is. And as a coach, to scout against that, I know it keeps coaches up a little later at night. Three of the top four shot blockers in the conference are on your team. West, Collins, Caressi, you know, Smith gets up there and block shots. You guys have really strong rim protection, and that's just talking about the block shots. That's not talking about the shots that they alter, make the guy change their form, whatever it may be. You guys got to be super happy with the way you guys could protect the rim right now. <laughs> I think I think um, I talk about that with the staff. I I think that just goes back to how unified we are, you know. Uh, we always talk about protecting our brother or, like, we're our brother's keeper. And so sometimes my guards aren't doing a good enough job at just guarding your yard and containing the basketball. But, like, being there for your brother, sometimes your brother may get beat, and it's not malicious or it's not uh, intentional. Who's there to help a brother out, you know? And so, like you just said, Wes, Collins, uh, Caressi, they've been doing a heck of a job of just cleaning up shots at the rim. And, you know, they don't block every shot, like you said. They've been doing a heck of a job also altering shots at the rim also. Coach, this is a crucial stretch coming up. At Lamar, Corpus Christi, McNeese, those are all of the teams that are at the upper half of the conference with you all. In the next, oh, 10 to 14 days, the Colonels are going to have a big stretch. Talk about how you guys get ready for those those big-time matchups that are ahead. I mean, Case, just like I told you last week, um, we just try to focus on going 1-0, you know. Um, Today we're off today, but we got rehab um, in a little while. We got to win the day today, even though we don't play a game. But it starts just going one and zero at Lamar, you know. Um, like you said, we go Corpus, we go McNeese next week. But before we can get to those guys, we got to worry about Lamar. I think we're right where we need to be at. Like I told you last week, um, 
not a lot of people believe we could be in this position. We don't really get caught up in what they say, but we got to keep focusing on us and doing what we do at a high level. And Lamar came in here and they stole one, so we got to go on the road to be road warriors and get ready to roll our sleeves up. And it won't be easy, but it will be worth it. Couple of updates. Uh, Rob Brown looks like he's getting pretty close. He seemed to be walking a little better. Uh, are you guys expecting him back in the next couple of weeks? And then also, what about Micah Thomas, man? He was a big part of the team last year, and you guys lost him early. And are you expecting to maybe get him back at some point this year? Um, Rob, Rob Brown, he has no timetable right now. We're just trying to get him back, back as healthy as possible. I'm one of those dudes, man. I, I think, I think um, we got more than enough. And you see guys like Mike. Mike Gray step up when Rob Brown's out. I want Rob to get healthy. Sure. Because for us, the most important thing is about March, you know. Um, one thing I preach to my guys all the time is durability. So we don't want to be silly and just throw Rob out there. He's not 100%. We always got more than enough to get it done. And then uh, Micah Thomas, uh, he won't be back. He's going to take a red shirt here. He's uh, nursing an ankle injury. But you will see Rob Brown back. Um, can't really call when he'll be back. Just whenever his ankle tells him that he's ready to go. But... If he's not back this weekend, we'll have enough to go and we'll be ready. Yeah, sounds like a winner, man. Uh, t- tell us about Deontay Smith. He's so explosive. He's such a great playmaker. But, man, he he's he could be a point guard and lead you in assist. He could be a slasher and lead you in scoring. He could play down low and get you know lead you in rebounds. Talk Again, that versatility, man, he's a big-time weapon for your team. Man, Deontay, he's like a unicorn out there. Like, some days uh, he may have eight assists. In one game he might jump up and go for 29 and – I think last week he had 29-8-7. and seven. I think he shoots it with the best of them in the country. And I think what Deontay doesn't get enough credit for, Deontay has such an IQ, and it's like a pressure release for me. It's like he's a coach out there on the court. And, like, with 22 games in, he's starting to understand what I want. I'm starting to understand what he feels comfortable at. And it's not just Deontay, but Deontay's really elite at what he does. And a lot of people don't know he came from TCU, spent a little time at South Alabama, I think the I think the best thing about Deontay is his IQ and his love for basketball is just at an elite level, and he studies the game. Like to be that young, like he really studies the game. He's one of those guys who's always in the in the uh, coach's office watching film and asking questions, and he really cares. And I think that's the most important thing. He cares. He gets it. I feel a little momentum building around the community. Last night was a little bigger crowd than what you guys had Saturday. I think that when you get back home after Lamar, I think Monday will be a big crowd. I think Saturday will be a big crowd with McNeese after that. It feels like that snowball is starting to roll downhill. You walk the campus pretty much every day. Do you do you sense that, man? It feels like folks are really starting to get behind <laughs> what you guys are doing. It's funny you say that. I'm actually on campus right now taking the stroll right now home. And it goes back to what I always say. I, I went here. I played here. I love the people in this town. I love the people in this community. Um, and like last night, you and you, you and Jack did a great job on the call. I went back and watched the ESPN broadcast. Thank you. you. Yeah, you know, like I know, like when we went on the little run in there, the fans was behind it. And I think we play entertainment. I think we play entertaining brand of basketball, you know. And we do a good job of getting out in the community and just supporting others. So the people that you support, they support you back and. I think the fans really backpacked us through the game. I'm excited to get them keep coming out to the game, and I, I promise we'll keep putting on the show. We need them. We love their energy, and I'm just grateful and thankful that they're coming out and supporting us, and we can't do it without them or the students. Jamal West is going up and posterizing people last night, man. It was an unbelievable play. I, I, I sometimes struggle to think that he's only 6'6". He plays so much bigger and taller. And, man, he's in the weight room. You could tell because he's so doggone strong. That guy has a motor that just never stops, man. Man, 
and Jamal is such a good player. He's such a good player. He hasn't. The thing that the thing with him is he's facing a double team every night. Yep. So people don't understand. He's facing a double team every night. He's such a selfless player. He doesn't let it bother him. He's starting to embrace getting double teamed, and I'm fine with you double teaming Jamal because we got such good shooting, you know. So it's kind of it's like you said, a lot of pieces are interchangeable. It's like a pick your poison. But I don't think Jamal's played his best basketball. I'm excited to see him going down the stretch late February, early March. I think that's when you'll start seeing the best version of Jamal. He's still learning and picking his spots. He's a film junkie. He loves to work out. Um, I think as time goes on, we're going to see a more dynamic version of Jamal West. And what we got right now is good, but I think he's a great player. And I think greatness is on the way. We, we ask this often to some of the prep coaches that come on the show at Districts have two rounds, and, you know, we often ask, okay, well, let's say you won the first matchup, and then you're preparing for that second matchup. Obviously, you want to still do a lot of the things that you did in round one because they were successful, but you know that a team is going to make adjustments and whatever. How do you juggle that, making sure that you're doing what you do, but that it's slightly different so that it's not predictable? Because you guys are in the same boat. Won a lot of those round one games, now facing teams for the second time. How do you approach that from a scouting perspective? I mean, I think I think it just goes back down to breaking down the film and seeing what worked well for us and what didn't work uh, for us. And just understanding, like you said, basketball is a game of adjustments. I think we have so many different pieces and we're so unique and we're such a different scout. It gives me a lot of it gives me a lot of room to just change things. Um, the most important thing that I tell my guys though, like we we just need to be who we are. I think that's more than good enough. And then I worry about the adjustments and tweaking certain things. But I think who we are is more than good enough going down the stretch. I think we got to clean up things like defensive rebounding, and we've been really harping in on the turnovers. But if we clean up those two areas over the next month, I really, really, really like our chances. Very quick before we let you go, what are some keys? You know, Lamar came to Thibodeau and took one from you guys. I know that that's not something that y'all like. You love to win on that home floor. How do you pay him back? What are some things you guys have to do well? I think first and foremost, it's the two keys I just said. we got to do a good job of just – Cleaning up the glass, um, understanding that at this time of the year, every possession is valuable, you know. So just not giving up no second-chance points, um, winning the 50-50 ball battle, and most importantly, just valuing the ball, you know. And when we value the ball, we actually get shots. I don't think there's too many teams in the conference who can score with us. And in the last two games, I've been really, really disappointed in the way we shot free throws, you know. Um, yeah. Coming down the stretch, you know, these games come down to one or two possessions. So just being able to step up to the line confidently and make your free throws, that's going to be a huge deal, especially when you talk about the stretch we're going through. About to play three high-level teams. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they all came down to one, two possession games. So just doing what we do best, but also valuing the ball and not giving up extra possessions. There you go. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Congratulations on the big win, and we'll see you soon, buddy. Thank you. See you soon. Yep, there's Coach Sadler doing an excellent job with the Nichols Colonels. They are seven and two in the league, twelve and ten overall. Got a huge one with Lamar coming up on Saturday. Lamar beat them in Thibodeau in overtime, seventy-eight to seventy-six. They're going to try to repay them there. I love what he said, man. Positionless, positionless basketball. We got five dudes that could play every position on the floor, and that makes them a nightmare to guard. Yep, and I like his approach. Win today, one day at a time, one game at a time, and. Uh, you don't have a game today, but it's rehab. You got to win the day. The kids got to get in there and get what they need to get done, so that they can win the day and bring on tomorrow. Well, great, no. great uh, 
approach. On the women's side, the Colonels have won two straight. They have catapulted themselves towards the middle of the standings, sitting at four and five in league play. So Coach Payne and his team have won 10 games overall, four and five in the league. It's looking like they're going to also make the Southland Conference Tournament. So great job all around there for the Colonels on the men and women's side. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to talk about some things that are happening in the world of sports. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. We've got about a half hour to spend with you here on KLEB. When it comes to brain and spine surgery, you want an expert. You want Thibodeau Regional. Our neurosurgeons perform complex back, neck, and brain surgeries, as well as minimally invasive and even same-day procedures. Spine and even basic brain surgery may be commonly available in our region. What isn't common is the expertise and quality care you'll receive at Thibodeau Regional Brain and Spine Clinic. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. So we have some interesting, very interesting things happening in college athletics right now. The National Labor Relations Board ruled yesterday that Dartmouth, Dartmouth University's men's basketball team are able to form, <laughs> are able to legally form a union a ruling which could allow NCAA athletes to unionize and negotiate their work conditions, among other aspects of their employment, which led Rick Patino today, the St. John's coach, longtime, many-time national champion coach, saying, for basketball, why don't we have the Power Five and the Big East Conference commissioners get together And let's create a salary cap between $1.5 and $2 million. All contracts delivered to the league and school offices. You got one team that's trying to unionize, which means that they would be able to dictate their labor conditions, which means that in the middle of the season they could potentially go on strike. You got another coach talking about putting a salary cap. 
Um, what the hell are we doing, man? This is not what it was five, ten years ago. Uh, this thing is changing, and it's changing uh, more and more by the day. Uh, the thing about a lizard, a lizard loses its skin, but when the new skin grows back, it looks the same. Right now, the NCAA lizard's losing its skin, and the skin that's growing back doesn't look anything like a lizard anymore. Um, it's unbelievable, man. We got Patino talking about salary cap. You got Darthman trying to form a union. And what are we doing? This is not amateur athletics at all anymore. This is just kids that are going to school to play professional athletics is what it is. Corruption has just begun. What the amount of money is on? You seen it with the uh, the Doyle from LSU? I mean, yeah. Uh, it's <coughs> excuse me, man. I'm sure it's happening in a lot of places. Just some people are not as smart as others, and they're getting caught, and it's going to spiral out of control soon. And it's uh, it's a shame to see. What is it going to take for it to get reeled back in? Because I can't. I was about to say, we're not going to stop watching. So, you know, yeah, hey, I don't know that NIL is the best thing. I don't know that the transfer portal is the best thing. But if it's Saturday and LSU's playing football at 630, you better believe I'm going to be, you know, at 430 gearing up the rest of my day and you know, planning my meals and everything around when the LSU game starts. You better believe if I'm, you know, have opportunity to go watch the Lady Tigers playing the PMAC that I'm going to go. So, like, it feels like it's a machine that's a runaway train that is not ever coming back because we're not going to stop consuming the product. So that money's not going to stop flowing in. And we're going to just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the weeds where I think eventually it's going to end up being professional athletics. Player A will be on a contract. Player B will be on a contract. Player C will be on a contract. Everybody's going to be getting paid by their universities or their NIL collective, whatever it may be. I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to be doing it strictly for an education anymore. Nope. And good luck, coaches. You see it in the NBA. When you have a, a, a stud making all this money, they're not getting rid of the player. The coach is gone. Oh, look, look. Think about it like this, okay? Last year, if before the season started, well, I guess this is maybe a bad example because no one knew Jaden Daniels was about to have a Heisman Trophy year. Uh, so let, let's look at it like this. Let's assume that Jaden Daniels had one more year at LSU and he would be back and he would be the starting quarterback next year. Let's assume in the spring that he and Brian Kelly had a falling out. Who do you think Scott Woodward would choose? Yeah. The, the Heisman Trophy winner who's going to thrive in any system or the coach that's only you know hasn't won an SEC championship in a couple of years? Of course they would choose the quarterback. That happens in the NBA all the time. That's why LeBron James wrapped his damn neck in a New York Knicks towel the other night because he's sending a statement to his front office. If you guys don't fire Darwin Ham soon, I'm going to the Knicks. Of course they're going to choose the players over the coaches. Man, it's insane, but that's the way that the world is right now. You got to have the Jimmys and the Joes, and the Jimmys and the Joes have all the power, man. Bronny James. It's terrible. How many years he has left in college? Four. Oh, he's a freshman, so three more. But he, he ain't so, no one and done, like they said. No, and his his dad's going to put pressure on him to try. He's not ready for He's not an NBA player right now. No, he, he's he's barely a Pac-12 player right now. Barely. Man, why can't LeBron just take a back seat and let this his son LeBron. flourish on his own? LeBron yeah, take a back seat. Yeah, happen. But let him <laughs> flourish on his own and see where it takes him. Here's the thing. I feel so. Look, 
We make fun of LeBron James here. I feel so bad for Bronny. So, so bad. Because he, as a true freshman, is averaging 5.9 points, 3 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. For any other true freshman in the world, that would be, hey, you know, pretty good start to your college career. You're getting some minutes, whatever. But when every five seconds your dad is saying publicly, oh, he could start for the Lakers right now, it puts so much pressure on the kid. And you're right, he's not NBA ready. But that should be okay. He's 18. Not everybody is NBA ready. But because it's LeBron's kid and LeBron is hyping him up like Jimmy Hart in the WWE, then it puts so much pressure and it makes it look like he's a bust when in reality, he's just an 18-year-old facing 22-year-olds and he's not doing anything wrong other than giving it his best shot and he's just not ready for it yet. I feel so much for that kid because, oh, he's, he's, he's a bust. He's a flop. No, he's an 18-year-old true freshman who's getting minutes in the Pac-12. He's still learning, man. It's unfair, but it's pressure that's been put on him by his father. Yeah, because he wants to play on the same team as his son. Why not let it work out? And maybe if his son gets drafted, gets in the NBA, maybe in a couple of years, if you're still around, play against him. Why do you have to be on the same team? Let him. If he makes the NBA, great. But it, it's it's sad, man. That, that young man, Ronnie James, is it's got to be the pressure. Has to just be ridiculous. Old Papa's 39 years old, and he is still playing at a very high level, but he is, again, holding the Lakers' ransom, man. He wants changes. He wants trades and different things to improve the roster. There's whispers that he's disgruntled with Darwin Ham, and it leads me to believe that if I would be the Lakers' general manager, A, you're the Lakers. You don't need any money. People are going to support you. You're going to sell merchandise regardless. You're the Lakers. LeBron James is 39. I don't know that he could carry a team alone to a championship anymore. Wouldn't you be at least considering maybe moving him and starting over as opposed to moving everybody else but him and building around a 39-year-old player who's wishy-washy and who could leave you at any given second? That's what I would be doing. I would be shopping him as opposed to shopping everybody else to appease him. Yeah, I kind of see that, but, I mean, he's still – and, look, I I don't – (laughs) <laughs> like the guy, but he can play. He's still incredible. And yeah. uh, maybe with certain pieces around him, I think he's staying put. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. He's doing the whole year-by-year thing where um, he's got player options at the end of every year of his contract. He says that's so when Bronny comes into the league, he could opt out and sign with whoever Bronny gets drafted oh, by. Sick. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if that's a real thing or not that ends up coming to, to fruition. I just hope. I really hope that they come to their senses and they don't make Bronny go pro at the end of this season. Because you know what a kid who's averaging six points a game at USC is not going to do? They're not going to come in and be effective in the NBA. He's going to be spending his whole season in the G League. And, yeah, no, just stay in college as long as you can, man. Uh, Use college as a minor league developmental system that can maybe in two or three years get you there. It's okay to develop. You don't have to be in a rush. God knows you don't need the money. No. <laughs> Stay in college as long as you can, young man. Golly. Oh, it's frustrating. Want to talk about my Clippers for a second? No. They got another win last night. Just finished off their long road trip. They got a win over the Atlanta Hawks. How about this for a defensive struggle? 149 to 144. 
teams don't even go like it, it, the NBA teams don't even guard at all. It look the Pelicans were another case of that last night. Uh, they got a decisive win over the Charlotte Hornets, scored a zillion points. The NBA has decided loud and proud, we ain't guarding. We ain't playing defense. Season's too long. We're not doing all that. Um, I think it's a bad product, dude. Like, I don't want to watch the Pelicans beat the Raptors 138 to 100. I don't want to watch the Clippers and the Hawks play a 149 to 144 game. That's an all-star game. I don't want to watch the Cavaliers score 136 points. I like explosive offense as much as the next guy, but I like explosive offense when there's actually a defense present. And right now in the NBA, there is not a whole lot of defense present. Yep, none. And it's uh, I don't like to watch it. They don't play defense. It's uh, I don't think a good product, but it is what it is. That's the NBA. And uh, let your Clippers enjoy a success right now. Clippers are going to win the championship. You no, realize no, that, right? No. Who's going to beat them? No. Boston. Oh, I see. If, if I'm picking a team in the East that I would want to play in the championship, it would be Boston. I would, I would fear Milwaukee more um, because I think that Kawhi Leonard's going to get in on Jason Tatum and clamp him down. Um, maybe I'm wrong. But if you tell me right now that the Clippers are going to the finals, I also would sign that. Well, on you the said dotted they're line. going to the finals. You said who's going to beat them. Yeah, I think they're but, going to the finals. I think they're the best team in the West. They started off the year very poorly, three and seven. Since that time, they no, are they're playing great right now. They're thirty-one and eight in their last games, and some of the losses that they had was with Kawhi Leonard not in the lineup. Yeah, I think that they're the best team. Obviously, it's going to be who's the most healthy team because you can't get yep. excited right now. You got to stay healthy or you don't have a chance. That's why they're not going to be healthy. I could I could see that being a very real possibility. The Pelicans put it on Toronto last oh, night. Oh boy, one thirty eight to one hundred. Um, good win for them. They face actually the Clippers tomorrow night in Los Angeles. Um, trade deadline Thursday. Be interested to see if they make any moves. They do have flexibility in that they have some tradable contracts. And they have a ton of draft picks from the Bucks and from the Lakers and different things that they could package together. One name that's rumored to maybe be on the block if they could upgrade would be Jonas Valanciunas. They're reportedly open to moving him. Um, curious to see what they do. Um, I guess it'd be a little less likely that they would make a drastic move after winning a game by 38. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what uh, what. The administration there does. That'd be uh, David Griffin and Trajan Langdon, and we'll see what they do at the deadline on Thursday. I would expect them to make a move. I think it would be I, a, at a, least a, yeah, not a small move. Get yeah, a role player. Yeah, a small one, I think so. Yeah, yeah get somebody that could uh, be in the rotation but not necessarily one of the stars, and that's okay too. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. We've got the Chiefs. We've got the 49ers, and we got what I think could be one heck of a game. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Duck Fab Incorporated is your first choice for professional HVAC duct system. From project concept, design, drafting, to production and installation, Duck Fab prides itself in serving all of your HVAC system needs, from residential, commercial, municipalities, and industrial marine and land-based facilities. Duck Fab is there to serve Gulf Coast, and River Region with its locations in Homa and Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Duck Fab, 352 Equity Boulevard, Homa, Louisiana. 985-876-3400. Duck Fab. 
Performance Automotive and Accessories is your stop for lifts, rims, tires, and all your mechanical and maintenance needs. Our in-house mechanics are ready to keep you rolling. Before you buy tires and rims online, let us put a package together for you. We have alignment and tire equipment to do the job right. Call us first. Performance Automotive and Accessories, 985-798-RIMS. That's 985-798-7467. Again, 985-798-7467. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. We got the Super Bowl that is coming up this weekend in Las Vegas. Crazy. We don't want anybody betting on anything, but we're going to have the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Um, Speaking of that, a survey was held. Listen to this. Oh, my goodness. Americans are expected to bet $23 billion on Super Bowl in 2024. Approximately 67.8 million adults. 26% of the United States adult population are going to place bets on the San Francisco 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs or on any of the other crap that you could bet on for the Super Bowl. Uh, How long is the national anthem going to be? What color is the Gatorade going to be? Will there be a safety in the game? All that crazy stuff. Oh, that's bad. No. (laughs) Bad memories. All that stuff that you could bet on during the Super Bowl. We'll have some fun with that on Friday looking at some of those crazy things. How many times will they show Taylor Swift over under four times? Whatever it may be. Um, But the matchup on the field is an intriguing one to me. The 49ers are coming in after squeaking through a couple of playoff games, right? They struggled past Green Bay. They struggled past Detroit. The Chiefs uh, were a little different. They beat up on Miami. Had a tough one against Buffalo. Beat Baltimore by just seven, but they were in control of that game throughout. A lot of folks are approaching this of, well, Mahomes is better than Purdy. They've got the better quarterback and whatever it may be. I really genuinely believe that one of the big things that gets overlooked here is the fact that I think Kansas City's defense is really, really good. They gave up seven to Miami, 10 to Baltimore, 24 to the Bills. Spagnola has done an outstanding job with that team. And as much as I'm interested to see how Mahomes faces that 49ers defense, which is elite and has great players, I'm equally interested to see 
how Purdy and the 49er offense tries to attack what has become a very strong yep. Kansas City defense. Um, over under 47 and a half, I could see this being a struggle. I would lean towards under. I think it's going to be 24 to 20, and I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. What say you, man? What what matchups are you looking most closely at as the Super Bowl approaches? Uh, which team can stop the run? I know a lot of people are going to put attention on the quarterbacks, but can the Chiefs' defense stop the run game from the 49ers? I, and uh, lately, I find the Chiefs at times have been running the ball pretty well also. So can the 49ers stop the Chiefs' run game? I think that's going to be a big factor, and I agree. I think right now, looking at it, it can be a low-scoring game because both teams might come out and try and feel each other out for a little bit, and the first quarter might be a little slower. Uh, I don't think – no, I could be dead wrong, but I don't think we'll have the firepower early, uh, and the defenses, are, I think, can step up. And which defense can stop the run? Yeah, you got Christian McCaffrey on one side who's a monster and he catches balls out the backfield. He runs the ball between the tackles, 1,459 yards rushing on the season. Pacheco for the Chiefs runs like a man possessed. He's not afraid of contact. He's had a wonderful season. I think who does stop the run is going to have a big advantage. Um, they tell us now today in the NFL, and we hear this so often, and in some ways I even agree with what they're saying. They tell us, the running back position is not as important as it used to be. If you watch San Francisco's offense before they had Christian McCaffrey, it ain't nothing like it is now. I think that the running back position is maybe less important than it used to be, but if you've got one of the best of the best and one of the biggest of the big dogs, it still matters a lot. McCaffrey does a lot for that 49ers team, and likewise, Pacheco does a lot for Kansas City as well. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was their starter for a couple years. He didn't run between the tackles nearly as well as Pacheco did. I think that the running backs, though they get slept on, are going to be big parts of this game on Sunday. Yeah, and, and you look at other positions. Just take the quarterbacks. Break down the two quarterbacks. Who would you, you give the nod to? Oh, Mahomes. Because. thousand percent. But then, okay, you look, the receivers. Nod would go overall. <clears throat> huh. I would go. With the, uh, yeah, I would go with the 49ers, Ayuk, <clears throat> and you know Debo and McCaffrey. Yeah, I, yeah. Chiefs got Kelsey and Rice. That's it. Then you break it down even further. Okay, the offensive line, defensive lines, but then special teams. I, I'm not sure on that. That one I think is a wash. So you start breaking down. This can be a very competitive game, and like Stan always says, it's in the trenches. And I really think it's going to come down to that, that which team can run the ball and control it or if you, which team can stop it. Yeah, that's um, that'll be very interesting. I think that this is an intriguing matchup. I don't know how it's going to go. The 49ers are one-and-a-half-point favorite, which leads me to believe Las Vegas doesn't know how it's going to go as both teams have pretty good odds. Patrick Mahomes um, is in contention to maybe win his third Super Bowl. He's been to the conference championship game every year that he's been a starter. Tom Brady just retired from the NFL, and we regard him as the best player to ever play. He's won a zillion championships and everything. Mahomes, if he wins Sunday, will have his third at age 28. Is there a chance that someday we're looking at this guy and saying, hey, that's the guy who passed up Tom Brady as the best quarterback to ever play? Yes. 
Yes, because he still has years left in his career. Do you think that he will be equally effective without Andy Reid calling his plays for him in the future? Or? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't Andy see Reed why is, not. But. Andy Reid's a monster back there, yeah. and he does a lot of great stuff. That'll be very interesting for his future is how much. But look, I, I think this. I think Drew Brees is incredible. I think Drew Brees would have never gotten to the heights that he got without Sean Payton. I think he would have I agree. Been, so now it becomes the same thing as Andy Reid wides down. Will Mahomes have that same level of success once Andy Reid goes on? I think he's going to still be great. It's going to be tough, though, because, man, oh, Andy don't get a whole lot of credit. He's won everywhere he's ever been. Um, that'll be a fun future to follow is how do the Chiefs extend beyond the Reid era, which apparently is winding down in the next couple of years. He's been saying he's year by year. Um, interested to see and, how that goes. And look further into it. Kelsey won't be there much longer. Nope. And Mr. Swift? Yeah. Will the 49ers have a plan? I, me, a 49ers, Kelsey's not going to beat us. Force these other guys to make plays. You can't let Kelsey go down like they did in the uh, championship game. But, and, bro, how do you do that? Like, it, I, well, I, I have no clue. Right. That's <laughs> like, I feel like every Sunday that's, oh, yeah, you can't let Kelsey beat you, and then he gets 15 catches for 130. How do you slow him down? He's always open. I don't understand how he's always open, but he's well, always open. Bringing that, I think we talked about this before. I've I seen like a little special on, on uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, and Mahomes has seen Kelsey never runs the correct route. And it's just that they are on the same page. That's amazing. That Mahomes knows he's not going to run the route, and he's going here. And you you game plan, you f- watch film, and – this is the route they run, but he ain't running. He doesn't. He switches the route up, and Mahomes knows he's doing it. That's why it makes it so special. And you're right. That's that's tough to stop there. How do you do it? Uh, because they just on the fly. They adjust so quick. I would be super happy if the 49ers won because that would mean that Devontavian Martin would get a Super Bowl ring. He's a member of the 49ers practice squad. Great kid. You coached against him in basketball. Interesting story about Tayus that a lot of folks don't remember is that he was a University of New Orleans basketball commitment. Like, hey, he was a basketball guy. They drug him out to football his senior year. Yep. But it's like, hey, you're big and athletic. You could probably help us out. He becomes a power five recruit in football, goes to Washington State. Now he's in the NFL. That's an amazing story. A kid who didn't even play high school football till his senior year, but because he's 6'4 and athletic and could jump and could catch, He's now in the damn NFL. That's an unbelievable story. Yeah, boy, and he was good his senior year. That one year. Yes, he was. Tremendous. Yes, he was. And we saw him almost win a state championship in basketball, too, uh, whenever they were finished as the runners-up, losing to Washington Marion. So the Super Bowl's coming this weekend. Again, the spread is wide open. Right now, if I would lean anything in terms of betting, I would lean under 47.5. Don't think there will be a whole lot of offense, but, again, um, it'll be – I think a very close and very competitive game. Joel Embiid is out for at least four weeks for the Philadelphia 76ers after having a meniscus injury. This is significant because now it means that Joel Embiid will not be eligible to win the NBA MVP award. Because now to win NBA regular season awards, you have to play at least 65 games. The NBA is going to run into a very interesting thing here because stars don't play 65 games. No. We're going to have a season one year 
where we're going to be giving the MVP award to just the some six Joe man. Schmo. Yeah. <laughs> the sixth man. Gets um, it. Because this 65 game thing is causing some problems. Embiid is not going to be eligible, even though he's having an amazing year. Do you like that? I mean, it gives the guys incentive to play more, but they're not following it, so they don't really care either way. Like, I, I don't know. I It feels like it's going to water down the awards quite a bit. Yeah, it will if, if that's the case, but it's not a big deal to me who yeah. wins that. Uh, tonight in college basketball, we got a bunch of teams that are going to be facing off in top 25 action. You got South Carolina and Ole Miss. Oh, man, my doggone app just froze. I had all the list of games. South Carolina and Ole Miss, Houston and Oklahoma State, North Carolina and Clemson, Iowa State and Texas, BYU and Oklahoma, Kentucky and Vanderbilt, UConn and Butler, uh, number 22, Utah State and Nevada, and New Mexico and Wyoming. So some good matchups. Baylor also taking on Texas Tech. Speaking of college basketball, we had some good finishes this past weekend. Uh, the last several days in, in college basketball, you can go find different games all over. And uh, I mean, my, I'm flipping the channels. My wife said, "What are you doing watching a women's basketball game?" I said, "They got like two minutes to go. It's a tie game." Yeah, to, yeah, to tell watch, Tanya to relax. Yeah, to watch yeah. the end. We gotta I, see who wins the game, Tanya. So I. Flip the next game. I find a game with five minutes left. It's closed game. I watch that one. Some pretty good finishes. Indeed. Yeah. Look, I think it's wide open. I mentioned that I lean North Carolina maybe as the best team in the country because of their experience. It's wide open. Uh, if I got any betting pick to give you guys today, I'm I'm taking Kentucky. They're like a seven point favorite against Vanderbilt. They're coming off of a loss. I think Kentucky's going to beat the snot out of Vanderbilt tonight. That wraps us up today. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. Gotta play Toby Keith. Rest in peace. Yeah, such an unfortunate situation there. Tomorrow we've got our mailbag and Taylor. Tonight we're at Morgan City. God bless. Six o'clock news. Say somebody been shot. Somebody's been abused. Somebody blew up a building. Somebody stole a car. Somebody got away. Somebody didn't get too far. Yeah, they didn't get too far. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day, son, a man had to answer for the wicked that he done. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree, round up all of them bad boys, hang up high in the street.